Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's devotional. We're in a Christmas series right now talking all about the birth of Christ. It's getting kind of cold outside. I'm wearing a jacket. Hey, Christmas time's here. It's my favorite time of year. But there's a lot about Christmas that, I don't know, maybe we take for granted or we, we hear these phrases and these expressions over and over again, and we kind of forget what they mean if we ever knew what they meant in the first place. Christmas is primarily a very spiritual moment, a very important, significant uh, moment in the life of our faith and life of our religion. And I think sometimes the lights and the trees and the parties and the presents and all those things can kind of help us to lose focus maybe a little bit on what the reality of what happened, that God himself entered our reality as a human child. And so we're going to be talking a little bit today about some of the mystery surrounding the incarnation of Christ when God put on flesh and became a human being just like us. And so today we're going to take a look in the book of John chapter 1, starting in verse 14. So read with me. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, so if you're reading along in your Bible or you just saw it, you know, down here in the lower third, you'll notice that the word word is capitalized, a capital W. Well, why? Well, John here is explaining something that is a mystery, that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Now, we talk about the Bible as being the Word of God, and we understand, obviously, when God speaks, it's the Word of God. But what does it mean for Jesus in his incarnation, in the flesh, to be called the Word of God? Well, think about where your words come from. The Bible says that out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. Your words are indications of your internal life, right? It's what's going on inside. The only way you can communicate that effectively is through your words. Remember, when our kids are little and they're angry and they don't know how to express themselves, what do we tell them? Use your words. So Jesus, being the Word of God, simply means He is the full expression of everything God is. Uh, he is the the letter. If God were going to sit down and write a letter to us about everything that he wants us to know about himself, it would be the life of Jesus. If God were to call us up on the phone or send us a text message and explain who he is and what he's all about, it would be Jesus. He is the complete expression of God for us. So that's why he's called the Word of God. He is a, a living embodiment of everything that God is about. It says here that the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh, took on human form. Now, nothing like this has ever happened in all of history, and it's never going to happen again, where God, Spirit, divine, eternal, puts on flesh, weak, mortal, uh, prone to illness, prone to breaking down. I mean, imagine the first time ever, the God of the universe is, is feeling tired and needs to take a nap. 
The God of the universe maybe has allergies and has to blow his nose. The God of the universe falls down and skins his elbow or bangs his thumb with a hammer. It's hard for us to wrap our mind around eternal God going through the daily mundanity just like you and I do, but that's exactly what he did. He became flesh and he dwelt among us. Uh, the image there is of somebody setting up a tent or, or building a home. God chose to make his home among us. Now, we see in the Old Testament that God, ever since Eden and the separation caused by the fall, God's constantly moving closer and closer to his people, right? So in Eden, God and humanity together, sin happens, humans are kicked out of the garden, that fellowship is broken. But then what happens? God brings the people out into the wilderness, uh, they're leaving Egypt, and he says, hey, you're going to live in tents and you're going to wander, but hey, guess what? You're in a tent, so build a tent for me. I'm going to live with you. And so they build the tabernacle. Later on, the people of Israel are established in their nation, and so God says, all right, you're building homes now, build me a home. And they build the temple in Jerusalem. Now we get even closer. God says, all right, you were in a tent, so I was in a tent. Then you were in a home, so now I'm in a home. And now with Jesus, we have, you're in a body, I'm in a body. And God comes and he's not just near us in a building, he's with us. In fact, Jesus' name that's given in the Christmas story is Emmanuel, the God who was with us. So now God is not in some building or somewhere up in the sky we can't get to him. No, now God is a guy that you can walk up, talk to, touch, hear, have a relationship with for the very first time. And not only is he with us, but we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father, the glory of the only Son of the Father. And what is that glory? It's the glory that we serve a God who loves us so much he would come, live a perfect life, and die on a cross for our sins. It's the glory of a God who always does what's right and best and puts our needs ahead of his own. It's the glory of a God who can heal the sick and raise the dead and provide for all of our needs. It's the glory of a God who gets personally involved in the lives of the people he's come to save. We didn't deserve it. We did nothing to earn God's favor. In fact, everything we do and have done earns God's wrath. But how does he respond? By sending us his son, Jesus, the perfect expression of himself, wrapped in human flesh, living among us and showing us what God is really all about. Now, I love talking about this verse at Christmas time because it helps me kind of refocus. Christmas is wonderful and I love all the trappings of the season, but the truth of the matter is Christmas happened because of my sin and your sin, that Jesus came, was born in a manger, but died because of you and me. And I hope that as we go through these next few weeks leading up to the, the holiday, we don't forget that, that Christmas is about the cross. It's about the purpose of Christ's life and ministry here on earth, not just to stay a little baby and have angels singing over him and the shepherds and the wise men and us so cute, but to go to the cross and give his life for you and me. That's the glory of our Father. His power and his majesty, yeah, but also his self-sacrificial love and affection for you and me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much that we 
have you. You gave us yourself. You didn't stay separated from us. You weren't content to allow sin to have its own way. God, but you came to rescue your people in the flesh. Thank you, God, for your glory. That rescuing love that never gives up on us, but always does whatever it takes to bring us back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.